0: arrest please don't
1: do this the reality show the bachelor is back but it's slightly different they are gonna have a new bachelor and it's gonna be a 71 year old man okay i'm not saying i'm into anything weird okay see now it sounds like i'm lying look i'm not i'm not into anything weird i swear (laughs) i swear shut up i'm not because now i feel like y'all don't believe me caterpillars look like hairy ass worms with legs stop it ain't shit cute about a worm you can't even tell the difference between they ass and they face you ain't this job ain't i don't like your tie your shoes are stupid okay look i'm just trying not to die alone (laughs) so
2: (laughs) i'm addicted to breastfeeding my husband i
0: drink my wife's breast milk every day
2: all day
1: what up, P, silly listeners? Welcome to the podcast that takes his silliness seriously, the professionally silly podcast. It's your Audible Boom Fang, Amber Smiles Jones, and this is the podcast where we shoot the shit and where comedy can meet any random-ass topic that we discuss. Shout out to all my listeners, new and loyal. So, guys, listen, another week down, and we still here. Yes, Okay, so... Uh, job update. Um, I haven't heard from the people that I interviewed with as to if, you know, I, I got the job or not. Um, it's been about a week, but it also fell on Labor Day weekend. So but I, I did send a I um, thank you so much for your time and consideration email. Um, I always do that when I apply for a job because I want them to know that hey, I do appreciate their time. They did not have to uh, interview me at all. You know what I mean? So I also took that email um, to let them know that whether I'm chosen for the position or not, that I just appreciate that they reached out to me and uh, I appreciated being seen and that and that I was inspired by the entire encounter. And I was. Now, I did get a response from someone uh, that same day, actually a few moments later, um, saying that they were hashing out the details of the positions that they have and, and they thank me for my patience, you know? And, um, here's the thing. You want to know the truth? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be honest with you. I am incredibly nervous. I am incredibly nervous. Um, I'm scared that I won't get the job. I definitely have imposter syndrome, you know, just kind of like, do I even deserve the job? Am I good enough for the, you know what I mean? And I know, I logically know that I will be great at any position that they will give me there you know, to be honest with you, but at the same time, I'm not really sure I deserve it. I'm, I'm sure that they have a lot of people who have applied for this position and I'm not, I'm not technically in the industry, you know? Yes, I, I've worked on movie sets, but I was an extra. I was not a main character. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Like it wasn't like that. You know, I did a couple of web series, um, I have YouTube channels, um, two of them, and, you know, and, and, and we discuss many different topics. We do a lot of things on those channels and I have a podcast that you're listening to now, and'm I'm, I'm pretty good with social media and all that good stuff, but I am unknown. I'm not anyone anyone's heard of. I'm small, okay, and let's be honest, I'm, I'm just I'm not really all that important, but the job that I'm hoping to get is surrounded with um, amazing people with extraordinary talents. And me, I'm, I feel like I'm just a small time content creator. You know what I mean? And I've been small for a long time. And I'm I'm assuming it's probably for a fucking reason. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Again, imposter syndrome here. And um, I've, I've never actually grown into anything. Like I'm still a small creator and I'm also kind of, you know, currently unemployed. So I'm not really feeling my best about myself right now. And uh if I'm being real with you, I honestly feel you know invisible, but I know that I'm not the only one feeling like this or the only one who has felt like this and I, and I, and this feeling that I'm feeling right now is not going to last forever. it's just how I'm feeling at the moment you know for like the past you know three years um i don't, <laughs> I don't know why I'm sharing all this with you um it, I guess it's just Something that was on my mind and it felt like I needed to share because I'm sure there's others uh, others out there who are also feeling the same. And again, sometimes I've said this before, it is nice to feel like you're not alone in whatever it is that you're going through and hearing someone else who's like, yeah, me too. And you're like, fuck, yeah, I'm not alone here. And it feels good. So I'm still not comfortable sharing the name of the company that I applied to work with. I don't know why. I guess I'm, I'm scared I'll jinx it or something. I don't know. I've never been given the opportunity to really show people what I can do. I've never won before, if that makes any sense. But I I do have a huge list of regret, though. I'm telling you, (laughs) a huge, long list of regrets. And don't we all, right? So, yeah, imposter syndrome is real, y'all. It is. And I, I do hope that they hire me and that I can show them what I'm made of. I'm just at the moment scared that another L is on its way to me and this one this will be a really tough l to digest because right this is like my my dream at the moment it's, it's an opportunity that is a, a step closer to my goals you know what i mean but i gotta keep keeping on and maybe one day someone will see something in me and if not i gotta figure out what to do next i'm just uh I'm ready for something new and I'm ready to grow and I'm tired of being stagnant and invisible, you know, I'll don't know. I'll just have to sit and wait and hope to God that these amazing people will allow me to be amazing alongside them. And uh, I tell you what, I do need some good vibes, guys. I could use some good vibes, but I will say this. We often find ourselves in our own quote unquote waiting room, if you will eagerly anticipating our moment to shine and while we are waiting we are experiencing so many life lessons mistakes successes heartbreak excitement and and more it's during these moments that our true strength is tested and refined the path to greatness is like it's it's rarely a sprint come on it's rarely a sprint it's usually a fucking marathon for everybody you know what i mean um, but every moment that you spend waiting is a chance to learn a chance to grow uh and prepare for the next chapter if you're waiting on your moment, maybe it 's a new job like me, maybe it's a relationship like me, or maybe it's an opportunity of some sort or or maybe you just you 're just waiting for change, something different to experience, something new to feel, something you haven't done before, just a change, you know? We are all waiting for something or have waited for something in our lives. And here's what I think we should do. I think we should all just try our best to embrace the season of waiting with open arms. It's a period of transformation. It's a period of uh, self-discovery. Hey, if an ugly ass caterpillar can wait to become a beautiful butterfly, First of all, y'all know damn well. Caterpillars look like hairy ass worms with legs. Stop it. (laughs) Ain't shit cute about a worm, okay? You can't even tell the difference between they ass and they face, okay? (laughs) All right, let me stop. The point is um, we we are undergoing a beautiful transformation. The universe is universing, okay? It's out there. The stars are aligning. When our moments arrive, we will shine bright like a diamond, Rihanna. And <laughs> so let's stay, let's stay resilient. Let's, let's trust that our moments are just around the corner. Our stories are still being written. And when it's all said and done, our books are going to be an amazing fucking read. You know, let, let's keep writing those chapters together, fam. Let's do that. Also, go back and uh, listen to this and drink. Every time you heard an analogy, because, yo, know, I, it was all over the place, fam. You know, we had butterflies, uh, books, uh, ugly ass worms, diamonds. We had chapters. Rihanna was up in there. It was crazy. So <laughs> an inspirational drinking game. Let's get this going. <laughs> OK, so enough with all this inspirational shit. We've got a show to do. We've got a lot of silly and weird random things to talk about this week, guys, the TV show The Bachelor is returning, but not in the way you remember it. It's, it's crazy, it's crazy. Uh, we also have a woman who breastfeeds her husband. That's, that's gonna be interesting. And uh, also we've got some stories about why people quit their jobs. That and more coming up next. Make sure you guys subscribe, rate and review and uh, let's get on to it. So here's a question for you. Is it possible to find love after 60 years old? Let's talk about it. It's the Professionally Silly Podcast. The reality show The Bachelor is back, but it's slightly different. ABC has decided to head into its golden years this season. Uh, They are going to have a new bachelor, and it's going to be a 71 year old man. Named Jerry Turner. So, if you haven't heard about this yet, this is interesting. Take a listen to this. So, okay, here's my thing. I've never really been a fan of the show The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It's just not my thing. You know, watching a bunch of gorgeous white people fight for each other. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I know there guys some black folks in there every now and then, but you know, still not my thing. But, anyways, this one sounds kind of interesting because here's my question Will things still be the same? and dealing with the drama and, of course, the sexy moments. bound bound. you know what I'm saying? And if it is the same, do I actually want to see that? But also, I kind of do because I have a lot of questions and curiosities as to how is this going to go down. Here's one thing, though. I'll tell you this. Uh, since my love life uh, has been trash for so long, I might need to watch and take notes so that I can audition when I'm when I'm this dude's age. Okay, look, I'm just trying not to die alone. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm already planning my debut of being on The Bachelorette at 71. (laughs) I'm already getting ready. (laughs) I do wonder if the women on this next season, are they going to be the same age range as him? Or are they going to do like a like a sugar daddy thing? Like I don't (laughs) know. That was one of my questions. But then Then I found out that they are going to have women his age range and uh, they are all professional women, meaning they aren't models or influencers or anything stereotypical like that, that you would assume uh, a gorgeous, quote unquote, gorgeous woman does. These days you just assume, oh, you must be a model or an influencer. I don't know why people do that. But this time we are looking at women between the ages of 60 and 75 years old. I mean, they are doctors, they're teachers, they're business owners. They don't really look like their ages. Well, at least not in these professional photo shoots they took for the show. I'm sure they had plenty of makeup artists and great photographers that did their jobs and all that stuff, but they look great. And I'll tell you this, Jerry is a good looking 71. He looks pretty good. If I had to guess by the photos that I've been able to find of him, he—he, he, I would say he, he would look like he's in his 50s. You know, like like mid fifty, something like that. Looks fit. Looks, uh, and he definitely looks wealthy. Google this dude, Jerry Turner, and it's Jerry with a with a G. By the way, I should have mentioned that. He looks pretty good, right? Uh, Jerry is a retired uh, restaurateur. I hope I said that right. He was married for forty three years to his high school sweetheart. Um, she unfortunately passed away in two thousand seventeen. He's a father and he's also a grandfather. Which, by the way, when I read when I read that that he was married for 43 years. I mean, shout out to my parents. They literally just celebrated their 42nd anniversary. So uh, shout out to them, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my parents. <laughs> 42 years of love. That's that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I had to, to do that right quick. Okay, so let's get back to these old folks uh, dating each other on TV. So <laughs> I think that this could make reality TV history if there's such a thing. I mean, I feel like this type of show could will be viewed by all age ranges because people are just too curious not to watch. And here's the thing, I'm gonna be tuning in for sure. So uh if you want to watch get ready September 28th at 8 p.m eastern time on ABC. Okay. And let's see how this goes because I I I'm definitely interested in this. I'm curious as of how this is going to go down. Also, are these women, because they're older, are they going to have like cat fights? Are they going to be like arguments and things like that? There's going to be like trash talking. I'm just curious. I want to say, I hope all of those things will still happen. <laughs> because obviously, once the producers of these reality shows get involved, they make, things, they make things get pretty nasty behind the scenes, so we'll see, what, we'll see what happens here. Coming up, we've got a third-grade teacher accused of being drunk on the first day of school. Let's talk about it. It's the Professionally Silly Podcast. First day of school for me, I remember, was uh, terrifying. School is the belly of the juvenile beast, okay? I, I couldn't wait to grow up. But luckily for me, it wasn't because my third grade teacher was drunk. But that appears to be the problem for Kimberly Coates. Let's go ahead and dig into this crazy story. So Kim was arrested for being drunk in class on the first day of school. And all of this went down. At elementary school in Oklahoma. So let's go ahead and take a listen uh, to the audio from the video of what happened when she was found out.
0: This has got to go down as one of the worst first days of school ever. You're under arrest.
1: Please don't do this. It's too late. No, please, please, please. I can't do this, please. <laughs>
0: Third grade teacher Kimberly Coates was arrested after cops were notified of a teacher acting weird and maybe intoxicated. The 53-year-old was called into a meeting with a police officer, the school district superintendent, and the principal.
1: Did you drink something while you were here at school? Not while I was at school. When did you drink something? Last night.
0: The teacher agreed to a breathalyzer test. Are you going to blow double zeros? I don't know. You should know. If you hadn't drink anything, you should blow zeros. Makes me think that you are not going to. Now the test. Take a big deep breath. <laughs> blow, 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 blow. All right, oh, Good job. You want to tell me the truth? How much you had to drink?
1: I drank last night.
0: You haven't had anything to drink today? N-
1: not since, well,
0: so 3 AM. We think that you drank today. Not 3 a.m.
1: We think that you've drank since you've been at school.
0: Okay, I drank on the way to work. Then the superintendent goes to the teacher's classroom and returns with a plastic cup. Okay, no more games, right? Yeah, what is in that? Uh, uh, My juice. Gonna try again? That layer is wine. That's when Kimberly Coates was placed under arrest that, yeah. by police no. in Perkins, Oklahoma. Put your hands behind your back. The charge public intoxication, not the way you want to start the school year. You're under arrest. Please don't do this.
1: Okay, so we, we, we just heard that. Um, if if you, you can actually Google it, the video is all over the internet, and uh, it, it looks like it's coming from the police body cam. I don't know why this was released to the public. I guess it was to let everybody know that this lady was drunk as shit. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we, they shouldn't I don't, I don't release that video. That lady might be going through some shit. I don't know. I feel, I feel if, ands, and buts in this situation, if that makes any sense. I mean, it's, it's difficult being a teacher, especially these days. I mean, I can imagine how stressful it is and not just the job itself, But, you know, um, obviously there ain't being paid shit dealing with all these asshole kids. But all the things that teachers, all the things that teachers have to put up with, especially in public schools, it's dangerous as fuck. From school shootings to students attacking teachers to just stress of what their job actually is, you know. But you certainly can't show up drunk. That puts kids in more danger if the adult in the room is shit faced. You know what I mean? So what happens to her? She did, you know, she put on herself. She did. But at the same time, I think that she needs some serious help. You know, no one just destroys their life because they want to, usually. And uh, I hope that she's able to get the help that she needs. Again, there's some if I feel if-ands and buts to this entire situation, and uh, it it kind of sucks. It really does, you know, because I am not a parent, but I would I would assume that you know when you're a parent when you drop your kids off at school, you want them to learn something. You don't want them to be put in the hands of a drunk teacher that you can't trust. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not what you're sending your kids to, to school to experience. So I, I completely understand um, any anger that anyone, especially parents, would have hearing this story or to the parents whose children were in her class. But shit. Yeah, she fucked up on that one. Next up, breastfeeding. <laughs> Yo, no transition. Next up, breastfeeding. Should you breastfeed your husband? Let's dig into that. Up next on the professionally silly podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just be real here. This is some weird ass shit. Um, I cannot with people. I can, <laughs> I get that people have their kinks and their weird little icks, as I like to call them. That you know that some people have. But why, why tell everyone? I'll, I'll just, I'll never understand the shit that people tell the public, like the things that they record and put out there. I. I in my opinion, some things should just stay private. What's wrong with privacy? What's wrong with some privacy for my UK listeners? Some privacy. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure many of you may be aware of the show, My Strange Addiction on TLC. And uh, a woman named Rachel told the world that she's addicted to breastfeeding her husband, Alexander. And apparently uh, he, he drinks it like three times a day. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah, she said breakfast, lunch, dinner, and sometimes a snack, (laughs) y'all.
2: We're a family of five, three beautiful children living in the suburbs, but what people would never suspect is that I'm addicted to breastfeeding, my husband. I'm addicted to breastfeeding, my husband.
0: I drink my wife's breast milk every day, all day, straight from the source.
2: I currently breastfeed my two-year-old son and I plan to breastfeed my two-year-old until he's completely over breastfeeding. I allow my children to choose when they want to stop. I have a condition just like a lot of women that breastfeed where I overproduce milk. And so my husband has to take on that secondary role of finishing the job. Breastfeeding my husband is not just a luxury, it's actually a necessity. My breasts will go from flat to Hard as rock, super engorged breasts because of just so much milk. When I don't release my milk, I get mastitis, which is an infection in the breast. Hey babe. Yeah, the left one needs release again. I'll sit here so I don't interrupt your TV. you wanna change the channel? I personally don't like breast pumps because I just don't like that mechanical part of it all. It doesn't feel good, it's not natural for me, and I just like the bond of breastfeeding. For the past two years, we've been fully breastfeeding, and he drinks it, <laughs> I mean, three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, sometimes <laughs> a snack.
1: Okay, um... The fact that she said, and I'm addicted to breastfeeding. My husband was such pride, uh, was odd to me. Okay. I'm pro breastfeed public. I don't give a fuck where you do it. I'm, I'm hey, b- whip that titty out and feed your child. That does not bother me at all. But if you look at this video and you see this grown ass black man, a gorgeous, bald head, beautiful beard, handsome guy, and the way he just leans in to suckle on her teat is just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, so it doesn't seem to be a sexual thing. I didn't know that before. I saw the headline of this and I was like, oh, this will make a great topic. I experienced this for the first time with you. So I was like, what? Is this a kink? No, it, she does have, like she said, she produces too much milk. But at the same time, like I understand that she doesn't like the plastic and the, you know, the milking machines and all that stuff. She's like, I'll just have my husband suck on my titty. I, that that is a level of love I don't think I have. Like, yo, babe, you're gonna have to just, you know, milk yourself and 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 something. <laughs> Cause I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not suckling on your teat for your milk. That's, I'm I'll lick your titty during sex, but I'm not I'm not having a beverage, bro. Like I'm not <laughs> yo. <laughs> the bar needs to be closed to me. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's not for me. But that's a lot. Again. But I will say this. I will stick towards to this. I do not understand why people share this kind of shit. Like, (laughs) you keep that to yourself. What's going on? (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'm glad that they do because. You know, that show is entertaining as hell. You know, My Strange Addiction, if you have not seen it, go on YouTube and look at a few clips like it's interesting as fuck and it's great content for my podcast. So keep sharing all your, your, your issues and weirdness and things that you do in private. Bring that shit out to the light because I'm going to talk about you in the podcast. I need the content. Thank you. <laughs> I sound like I was her face from the closer. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like, damn it. Is anything private anymore? Because the only reason that any of us know about this is because they shared it on TV. Like, (laughs) and now it's on the internet. Like, I saw this on Instagram, (laughs) you know? It's just, listen, if I was into some weird shit, I would not tell y'all. There's, I would not say a goddamn thing. Okay, I'm not saying I'm into anything weird. Okay, see, now it sounds like I'm lying. Look, I'm not, I'm not into anything weird. I swear, (laughs) I swear, shut up. I'm not, because now I feel like y'all don't believe me. (laughs) <laughs> i swear i am not into having sex on the top of the statue of liberty i'm not and it's not true that i can't get turned on unless i'm going over 80 miles an hour on a highway while listening to death metal that's not weird is it i'm just playing <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> let's change the subject uh and talk about the reasons that these people quit their jobs uh it's a professionally silly podcast there's no way for me to save myself we're just gonna move on I quit two words many of us have said or have wanted to say to dumbass jobs we hate. I recently got to say it not too long ago at, at uh, one of my dumbass jobs, and uh, at, <laughs> at first, um, it was difficult, but now, I know that I made the right decision. Um, but let's look into why these people quit their jobs. this This should be interesting. We're going to go ahead and shout out to uh, boardpanda.com once again for this gem. Uh, 30 breaking points that made people quit their jobs. <laughs> so uh, there are people who shared exactly what made them quit their jobs. Something crazy happened. They were like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Okay, so here's one that I saw that just kind of like, mm, it really peeved me. Um, It says here, it was my wedding. That I had already paid $7,000 out of pocket. My parents paid $11,000 and my wife's parents paid $23,000. The day I got hired, I told them that I had it coming in five months and needed the day off. Preferably a whole week after, too. Came two weeks before and they said, oops, our bad. However, we can't do anything about it now. You can get married or you can keep your job. I'm still happily married. First of all, I know that's the fuck, right? I know that's right. See, that shit pisses me off. This man told them, "Hey, uh, I'm about to get married in like 5 months, okay? I need to least that wedding day off, you know what I'm saying? And and the week after that if possible, you know, honeymoon, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's what we do. We get married, we take a honeymoon, you know what I'm saying? And and they agreed with this. Not to mention weddings are fucking expensive. What? Yo, they spent like well over $30,000. For this wedding. Yo, I'm, I'm not getting married. It's too expensive. I can say that now because I don't have anybody who wants to marry me. So that's, that's the reason. So now I can, tell, I can lie to you and tell you that's why I'm not getting married. It's too expensive. <laughs> Hired this man and then was like, well, you can, you can get married or you can keep your job.
0: Oh, mm,
1: mm, mm. The amount of profanity that I would have given that person. Like I before I quit, I, I would have several all ties. Cause honestly, eve this is this is the perfect moment to go the fuck off. Because these people clearly don't give a fuck about you. And the moment you quit, no matter how you do it, they're not gonna you don't want them as a reference because they're not gonna give a shit. You know, you left them as far as they're concerned. So this is the moment to go the fuck off. I would have looked Ooh, bitch. First of all, I told you guys before you hired me that I was going to be getting married. You said that was okay. Now you tell me that it's not. So you're making me choose between my wife and my job, my future wife and my job. Okay. Here's my response to this. All of you can suck my dick. swallow everything that comes out because I quit. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, swallow my dick. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> also, your mom, your dad your entire family, anyone who is responsible for raising such a piece of shit human being, all of them. Fuck your children, because they're gonna turn out to be just like you, okay? And their new spouses for marrying them to create more generations of assholes like you. You ain't shit. this job ain't shit. I don't like your tie, your shoes are stupid. <laughs> Even your dog is retarded, you. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I only put in all those bleeps to make it funny. Y- y'all know I be cussing all the time. <laughs> all right, let's go to another one here. All right, we got ourselves another one here. It reads, first job. Working at a little barbecue place with a drive through my first day off. My manager calls me at 8.30 a.m., 30 minutes before we open, saying that she doesn't feel good and needs me to open. I rush in and end up working all day. 5 p.m. rolls around. The manager comes in with the owner of the business, who she's dating. And they were at the fair all day and completely forgot that they lied to me about being sick. I bit my tongue and asked if I can go home. They say no and keep me until close. 9 p.m. So this woman worked from pretty much 8.30 a.m. all the way to 9 p.m. close on her off day. Yo, that would infuriate my soul. And 9 p.m.? I took my shirt off, handed them my keys and said, today was my last day as I walked out the door shirtless. Oh, damn. Yo, she, that's what's up. Yo, respect. (laughs) Yo. Okay. It goes on to say, best part when I got home, my dad was so pissed that I quit my job, but I told him what they did and said I wasn't making enough money. He looked at my pay stub and saw that they haven't been paying me overtime the entire time I worked there. He made me go back in and demand my overtime pay. When I came in with the pay stubs, the manager started crying and gave me cash out of the register to cover my overtime and then some. They called me the next day, making sure that I wasn't going to report them to the BBB. Now, for those of you who don't know, that is the Better Business Bureau. I didn't, but my dad did. Oh shit. <laughs> go ahead, Dad. My dad probably would have done the same exact thing. Oh, that's ridiculous. You can't be making people come and work overtime on their off day, okay, and then not pay them. What? Like the whole day? This bitch can even go home early? That's crazy. And then you lot. Yo, that's some crazy shit. Let me tell you something. That's the kind of sh- that's one of the reasons why I quit my fucking job. They were trying to make people work overtime to compensate for those who were sick of the bullshit who just kept calling out all the time. So those who were showing up every day actually had to give up one of their off days and work overtime. No, nah, fuck that. I'm not giving you one of my two off days. I'm not, I'm not, no, bitch, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, good, good for this person. I'm glad they quit. Okay, now this one here, I think everybody can totally be down with. I'm sure you've experienced this. So it says here all throughout the interview process, I was told we will work around your school schedule. We won't have you work on any days that you have class. Day 1 of training, you're required to be here Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 for the first 6 months. If you miss a day or you're more than 30 minutes late, you will be fired. I didn't return for the second day. First of all, I completely get that. The last job that I had literally, but when you first applied, Everything that was online, including their website, as to what the job was and what the hours were and all that, all that was different once you got the job. It told us Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. OK, that's what it told us. And then we go in, we go into work and it starts off at a 6 a.m. shift is what it was, right? 6 a.m. shift to 1.30 is how it started. And I was like, OK, I guess it's two different shifts, morning shift. Even, OK, all right. I accepted that. Okay, and then it became, all right, now we're going to go from 5 a.m. to 2.30. Okay, and also it's not Monday through Friday. Some of you might get Sunday through Tuesday. Some of you might get et cetera. You know, you might get a Sunday and a Monday off. You might get Tuesday, Wednesday. You might get Thursday, Friday. Everybody has a different day days off and not everybody gets the weekend off. So it's just it's a pain. It's they, they lied is what they did. They lied. And, and throughout the year and a half that I was there, things would change all the time, you know, so they're talking about, well, this is company policy. I'm like, dude, y'all have not been honoring company policy since day one. But somehow everybody, all my coworkers, are disappearing because of this company policy that y'all don't even follow yourselves. Okay, (laughs) you know. So yeah, I I'm sure a lot of us have at some point in our lives had jobs where they say it's one thing, but then the moment you're hired, it's something completely fucking different. And uh, that's not a good way to start off any type of relationship, you know. I was catfished by this job. (laughs) They catfished me. And, you know, and it felt great to quit. So good for this person. I did not return for the second day. I know that's right. Because they've already set the precedence as to who they are, you know, as a company or or what they plan to do and how they plan to treat you. Fuck that shit. I know that's right. Like I said, uh, I think it was last podcast or a few podcasts ago. It is a rarity that people get to wake up and go to a job that they love to do every day. It doesn't even feel like work. That shit is beautiful because it's rare as fuck. So if you got that job, yo, you are truly blessed, (laughs) truly blessed. It's the professionally silly podcast. If there is anything that you can take from this episode, it's, there's a lot of if, ands and buts (laughs) in this world and in our lives. And, uh, we, we just got to do the best that we can and play with the cards that were dealt. You know what I mean? Some of us got a great hand. Some of us need to pull an extra card. It is what it is. Just remember that the universe is universing. <laughs> Professionally Silly Life Rules. I want to go ahead and shout out to the listeners. Uh, I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. <laughs> I love your faces, but most of all, the ears that are attached to them make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you're using and do your girl a favor and uh, leave me a five star and or written review of this podcast. Um, I haven't received any um, reviews on Apple Podcasts in a while. So uh, if y'all could just get on that real quick, just five stars and then be like yo she's beautiful even though you can't really see my face in the podcast but i i appreciate a physical compliment every now and then (laughs) but yo, i need your help to catch my dreams and i can't do it without you um if this is your first time listening come on back and join in on the silly and binge all the episodes that you have not heard yet also, share this podcast with a friend. Don't hog all the silly to yourself. <laughs> check out the uh, the podcast Twitter and Instagram at It's Pro Silly. And of course, check out the Professionally Silly Pod group on Facebook. Uh, if you have any story ideas or maybe you want some advice or the opinion of the P-Silly listeners on something, or maybe you just got a question. Email me at it's professionally silly at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message or text my Google voice number 805-664-1828 and if you would like to be anonymous, just let me know um, when you contact me. Yo, yeah, I should really just stop saying all that because none of y'all ever... <laughs> you motherfuckers don't email me or contact my Google voice number. Yeah, this is the last episode I say this shit <laughs> because y'all don't want to play. <laughs> also, if you would like me to advertise your business or your content, you can email me as well for that. We can talk about price uh, and what it is that you need and or want. Because listen, I'm out here chasing dreams. I know that some of you are as well. So let's work together. Don't forget to uh, take a look at the show notes for some bonus information like my social media. I've included my link tree. And that's got the links to all of my most used social medias and platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube channels and more all there in one spot. My P.O. Box is Amber Smiles Jones, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia 30250. Some snail mail would be fun, yeah. You can send me anything that you would like and uh, I will make an unboxing video on my YouTube channel so we can all enjoy it together. Once again, I'm your Audible Boothang, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Spotify for podcasters where I take my silliness seriously. I'll leave you with this. This is just a funny ass joke that I heard on the uh, podcast in the moment. I kind of have to tell it because it's, it's hilarious and shit. <laughs> Yo, why are black people so tall? Because they're Negroes. <clears throat> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> until next until next time peace silly listeners watch where you step because there's pieces of shit everywhere and they love to spread their ignorance so sidestep that shit me <laughs> <Be gross. laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week <laughs> oh my god that is so stupid I love it